0: Alright everybody, we are about to run through a special edition of Riding the Pine, me, and the one, the only, Mikey Rocco. It's been a little while, it's been a few weeks, we're about to jump in and do a special Bill Belichick edition, which we may do just going forward as a theme. Uh, No NFL preview, no game previews, nothing like that, just... Crazy Bill Belichick questions that we're about to ask and answer ourselves. Feel free to chime in with your own answers as well. Call in, reply here on Anchor. Hit us up, let us know what you think is the answer, your answer to this question.
1: Hello. Let's try this
0: again. Pretty sure that was my phone that... that, uh. The problem, I think, for those that don't know, we just tried to uh, start our show and it it crashed. But it was my phone that crashed, it wasn't the app. So
1: that happens, you know, first time doing things, it's, it's all good. Yeah,
0: man. when you're a newbie like me, it's you know, you're, you're testing everything out. That's what it is. What's going on, Mike?
1: Here's the good news no one will ever know,
0: uh, right? Except for me telling everybody, all the people, all the people that are listening to this. And I did kill the scorpion that I was referencing earlier, so.
1: Dangerous. Very dangerous. Uh, it's it's Arizona.
0: It's Arizona, so.
1: Yeah. But going you know, on? I, when I visited you in Arizona and you said you got scorpions, you know, I had pictured the, like, the black, you know, five inches, six inches long type. And your scorpions are, like, these little, like, mini ant-like scorpions that are, like, yellowy and... Do they really hurt you when they sting? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, was the, thinking you had, like, the pet the, the pet store version, you know, the black ones yeah. that survive a nuclear <laughs> holocaust or
0: whatever. Or the ones that you see in Clash with the Titans, the new version.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no. Um, no, I got these little brown ones that are... So, it's, it's funny because there's, there's the bigger ones and then there's babies. They have babies mm. and the babies are more dangerous because... Uh, They're they just own.
1: bipolar, scorpion toddlers. Well, they, yes.
0: And, and because of that, they don't know how to control their own venom. So when they sting you, they release
1: all of their venom into you. But are they really venomous? Like, Is it like a, like a fiery know yeah. bite? I mean, nobody's no, dying. It's... Nobody's having a seizure,
0: are they? Uh, well, you never know. People react differently. They, the one thing you're supposed to be really wary of is with um, babies and old people. Uh I got stung sitting on my kitchen table uh in, in on my big toe mm-hmm. one time. That what happened. And, it, and uh it also that also took like eight did, no did it took your like wife ten, Did your wife years. have to suck the venom? Out of my toe. No. Yeah. Um no. I would have done that. No, too. it's not like a snake bite. Uh and no, they they uh it hurt. And my t- my my kind of toe and like my, well, half my foot was numb for a few days. Actually, it felt like pins and needles for a few days. Wow. Yeah, but it was a bigger one too. So I didn't even get like the the majority of the 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 venom or whatever. However they do it. So it was uh it was interesting. But yeah, we have the exterminator come uh, once once every two months or so.
1: So, well, so yeah, man. Well, welcome to Scorpion's Scorp- Monthly. I'm your host, Michael, <laughs> and I'm joined by Vinny Orlick, a Scorpion victim. So, Vin, thanks for kicking us off with that. Tell us, what are some of the trends in Scorpion society these days? Well, I can confirm that they will rock you like a hurricane. What genus is really <laughs> spiking in
0: population? And that's year? it for Scorpion's Monthly. Next month, join us. For December, when we'll talk to Mike about his experience with cicadas, cicadas monthly,
1: scorpion monthly, <laughs> scorpions monthly—the show that's faster than a sting. <laughs> yeah. All right, so for real,
0: for real, we got we got this. Uh, I, I like this idea. You like this idea of kind of like it's almost like Mike Ditka isms 2.0. That's how I'm, that's how I'm thinking sure. of this. It's like maybe every every episode sure. we we put Bill Belichick in these situations that we we debate. Okay. So, so the, okay. the first one that we're talking about this time, uh, here's, here's, the, here's the stage being set. Okay, so week 11, 2017, hypothetically, Tom Brady retires. Abruptly. Why? Roger Goodell just got a huge extension. Tom is not happy. So now Belichick is looking at Brian Hoyer, not Jimmy G., Not Jacoby Brissett. Brian Hoyer for the stretch run of this season. Belichick wants out. He says, I'm out of here. Kraft, I'm done. Can't take it here anymore. I'm going somewhere else. He does not retire. So now there's all these NFL teams. What are they doing, Mike? They're scrambling. They're scrambling. Like all the cities around the country scrambling to try to get Amazon to bring their headquarters to their city? Incentives. Bonuses, gifts, all kinds of things. Bill Belichick sitting on his boat in in Florida, Key West, wherever he goes, and just lavishing in it all. And then he's, he's about to make his decision. He's making his decision. Where does Bill Belichick go? What losing team? This is the caveat. What crappy team could he take over right now? Week 11, 2017 season. And realistically, somewhat realistically anyway, bring to the playoffs, to the Super Bowl, and win the Super Bowl.
1: Mike, would you like to go first, or do you want me to go first? Uh, well, I mean, I'll go first. I, I think you've got a prepared answer. I kind of have two answers. Awesome. Because I think this is this is week 11, so there are some teams that I think he would realistically land on or prefer to go to that are well out of sure. attention. So so if if I may answer with the out-of-contention-yup team, I think a return to the Giants is a very logical one. A, he has gone on record claiming that stability in the owners is one of the most important factors when you're considering any job. It's literally how he's talked Josh McDaniels out of taking a handful of jobs. Uh, You know, the Cleveland job for uh, Matt Patricia, you know, the ownership situation there is a little dicey with um, Pilot J and blah, 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 blah. So I but back to the teams that I think would matter. I think the Giants, he's a sentimental coach. There's zero doubt about that. So I, I could see him returning back to the Giants because they're not in the same conference as the Patriots. I think he might feel a little conflicted there. And it's the big Apple. He's worked there for however many years. And yeah, I think they have all the resources to be successful. They've got a great fan base, they've got a great market, they've got a great stadium. they've got owners that have been there forever. and he buys into the history and the legacy. And I think that would kind of be a a final check mark on the bucket list of Bill Belichick, if you will, the go back where it started, where, where it really started, where he really made a name for himself as an assistant coach you know, with LT so the Giants would be my, my non contending Can I add LT. something to that? Uh, did you have as a day, yeah, uh, sure. I was going to say, yeah, what do you think? Don't discount the fact that
0: going back to the Giants and, and possibly winning a Super Bowl and shoving it up Bill Parcells is, you know what, again uh, with another team would be Probably um, not the – a little bonus, a little gravy on top. Yeah, yeah. The only question I would have with what? that is, is Eli Manning because it sure seems like he's done right now. But I think what you're saying is if you were to go there right now, there might be a change in tone for the
1: team, for all those defensive stars, and for Eli well, the Giants are one of those teams that you're always going to see, especially if you live in the Northeast, right? You're going to see them on Fox. You're going to see them play all these teams in these big markets. So whether you want to or not, you're always going to see four New York Giants games in And I've already hit my quota midway through the year. And I can tell you what's happening there. One, their offense is, is it's not creative, and it was over-reliant on, on Odell Beckham Jr. Like, crazy. And they've drafted poorly. They, they they cannot shore up that running back position, despite the fact that everybody else in the league seems to be able to pull one out of the draft or off the scrap heap. So offensively, that was their issue. Defensively, they have quit. I mean, the game they just played, they got you know ripped to shreds by the L.A. Rams, and that defense gave up completely. Those dudes were just not into it can't get off the field fast enough so the talk about ben mcadoo and will he stay will he go it's humorous he's obviously gone and whether they do it now or later it doesn't really matter to to me um or to the rest of the team so you know i think belichick gets there and the motivation issue is addressed immediately because everyone's auditioning for their jobs and that includes eli manning and if eli manning's done you know, it'll be because he can't grasp the offensive philosophy that they're trying to put to play. He can't find the open receiver versus, you know, forcing the ball to a really super talented player and whatever happens, happens. So So that's kind of the the Giants are your honorable
0: mention, if you will, because because the answer to the question, like they, they just won't even they're essentially out of playoff contention right now already. So Um, even though not mathematically eliminated, they're basically they will be, they will be this week or next week. They'll be, they'll be done. Um, which as, as Patriots fans, you know, we lavish and, and relish, uh, and anything else ish that you can use to describe that, that feeling. So what, uh, I can, I can throw one as an honorable mention for sure. Um,
1: okay. What do you got?
0: I would, I would throw, uh, I I would throw
1: You're making this up. For this
0: on one, yeah, I am. Um because because they're eliminated, they're eliminated too, but I I would say it would be fun, be a lot of fun. Um the Niners. Um because he the Niners have, have some good young players. They're just very young. Um they have Jimmy G! they have jimmy g so he could now take jimmy g into the next millennium or next decade um, and and win with that guy because it it starts with the quarterback if you're not the quarterback you're done um I, i personally i that's i mean i think that's generally the consensus i don't think you can win the super bowl with a bad quarterback you can win one with a hot quarterback for the playoffs for sure as the ravens showed us with flacco uh but Generally, to compete, you, to contend, you need a guy like that. I think Jimmy G is going to be a top, a top QB very soon. As soon as he starts playing uh, regularly, Wait. including next year, I think I think next season they really start to give teams fits. Maybe not make the playoffs, but mm-hmm. I, the guy's talented. So anyway, I would say it would be fun for the Niners, and I think it would give the put put butts in the seats for the Niners. Um, would, Belichick heading over to the West Coast switching things up a bit, you teaching those young
1: guys how to play. That one I don't see happening. I don't well, see we don't see any happening. of these because. happening. <laughs> no, I see the Giants. The Giants could absolutely... If if Bill Belichick, if there was another gate in New England's storyline here and another you know, speculative investigation swooped down on Foxborough and Belichick his staff member somebody that he's responsible for is found fiddling with something or breaking a rule or pretending to be ignorant in violation of a rule, Belichick could realistically be fired if that, that could cost the Patriots another million dollars in first-round pick. Absolutely. So let's say something like that happens and, and boom! Belichick's fired before the end of the season because it's something immediate and obvious. You don't think the Giants would be like, all right, McAdoo, you're done. And they'd call up Belichick and be like, come on home. Because here, here's the difference. Here's the difference then. Okay, this is the key in any of your answers, real or or not. He's going to go to New York and they're going to be like, dude, you can be the GM. You can be the president. You can be the coach. You can be the running back. Whatever the hell you want to be. That, that can't happen in 49er land because they got John Lynch to like a 12-year contract, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. So, and again, I know it's all conjecture. Yes. But, you know,
0: and there's and there's certain context for this. I get what you're saying. I totally understand what you're saying, but you're putting it in a, in a more realistic manner. Because, yeah, I am. So, okay, so what's your non-honorable mention? This is this is your your one where you're saying.
1: Now this one's not. This one's not right. realistic. But but I'll tell you what. So, for the contender, if Belichick were to jump ship and go go to any other team that I had, like, full 110% confidence that they'd be hoisting the Lombardi in a handful of weeks here, it would be the Oakland Raiders. You could argue that they have the best defensive and offensive player in the league right now. But because they get subpar coaching, there you go. They're, They're just an average team right now scraping to be in the playoff picture. And they, they're underachieving mightily. So Derek Carr was an MVP candidate last year. The Raiders were the number one seed. They had total control of the AFC playoff picture. And then he broke his leg. And they lost a couple games. He came back. He wasn't ready. He looked like crap. They looked like crap. But people forget, it was like week 12. Derek Carr was the lead sure. MVP. Unanimous. And then you had Mac. Khalil Mack is just ripping people to shreds. And the rest of the defense has great pieces, too. So I would just imagine Belichick goes over there, you know, teaches discipline and environment that never had it or doesn't typically have it. And they start scheming things up and they use all the weapons they have. And the best part is Belichick would have never, never acquired a player like Lynch or never acquired, uh, you know, guys like Cooper and Crabtree. They're, those are totally not Belichick guys. But, uh, yeah. That that would be fun. I think I think he would slam a new playbook in there, a new attitude, and that, that team would be changed and they'd be
0: champions. So,
1: week 11, new playbook,
0: new attitude. Guys, go out oh, there yeah. and I'm going to show you how to win. And they and they and they are winning the Super Bowl potentially.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, he goes in there and he says, "Look, to win the NFL championship, all you got to do is block well and tackle well." That's it. <laughs> You know, and that's the beauty of Belichick. As complicated as he is, he he simplifies it. He really does. But it now, to be fair, why that would never happen. A, the owner of the team is a goddamn lunatic. B, the team could be in one of any three states by the end of the decade. C, it might be the worst field in all of sports from a baseball and football perspective. So you've got that mixed turf reality. And finally, D. It's you know, he's not a West Coast guy. That's obvious to me. So, anyways, what do you got?
0: I I considered the Raiders because they do fall into the category of a losing team since they're four and five. They're yeah. right there. And uh, I looked at their schedule, which to me was the only thing that would bother me. Why I didn't it's pick them? Brutal. Yeah. So that it's was the brutal. only thing because it's a tough schedule. Are they good enough to to win games? Well, yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, But they do get the – they play the Patriots. So immediately, immediately right off the bat, boom, Belichick versus the Patriots. New coach of the Raiders. Ratings sky high for the NFL for this week's uh, (laughs) matchup. And it gets flexed into Sunday night if it's not already. Um, So I did consider the Raiders. However, I picked a different team.
1: So I curious. Think a different
0: team. And th- this is not an argument over who's right or who's wrong, at all.
1: Well, I know you're and, wrong. Well,
0: and I know I'm wrong too, because it would never happen. But here's the reasons why I think the most likely, best chance candidate would be the Cincinnati Bengals.
1: <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> the Oof. Bengals
0: currently are three and six. And I did do some half-assed internet research on this, so bear with me. Oh, boy. Currently 3-6. and in arguably the worst, and at the very least, one of the
1: worst. They're in the worst division. Part of at, division. That, that is the worst division. The, like, Pittsburgh, look at Pittsburgh's points for and their point differential. Is Pittsburgh is, they're, is, they're the, is one of the horrible. softest
0: 7-2 and two teams of all time.
1: Incredibly. The rest
0: of the division is is losers, including obviously the Browns are in there without a win yet. So the division is horrible. Yep. I think it would have to be an AFC team only because that's the easiest route to get to the Super Bowl this year. Okay. With finishing at minimum, at least nine and seven. So we're talking about going from three and six to nine and seven. Looking at their schedule, they're playing at Denver. Winnable! Home versus the Browns, a win! Home versus the Steelers, winnable! Home versus the Bears, winnable! At the Vikings, probably lose! Home versus the Lions, on Christmas Eve, winnable! (laughs) And then the capper, your almost hometown of Baltimore at the Ravens on New Year's
1: Eve. That's a classic r- average Ravens loss. That is <laughs> like a close, a close right? one. Every, everyone then, everyone, in, everyone in Baltimore is sharpening their blades. They're like, <laughs> oh, we're gonna seal the deal here." And then Flacco comes out and he leaps his pants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and is that? I mean, look, we're already, we're already calling it. If he plays in the game. Um, Fontez Burfitt, who we'll, we'll get to in a second. Um, but he completely, like, kills Joe Flacco in that
1: game, right? It's over. First, well, first play, I think he launches past the line of scrimmage. <laughs> you know, defensive encroachment, but unabated, crushes Flacco. Yeah, no. And Flacco hits the ground, his helmet falls off, and his index finger rises to the sky once more. and in a concussed meme. To the <laughs> uh,
0: here's some other things. So, the Bengals have have some some skill players. They have some talent, right? They have Mixon. They have Giovanni Bernard. They're now back. They have AJ Green. They have this this rookie tight end kid. I don't know when Tyler Eifert's coming back at tight end, but they have uh, the other Tyler, Tyler Croft, who's been really really good this year, actually for a rookie.
1: They have they have incredible yes. skill players. There's no reason they should be. And, well, they should be. They have the most talent. Look, Andy. it's it's
0: Andy Dalton is a, a middling quarterback at best, but he's more than serviceable in an offense that would feature those two running backs and AJ Green. He's proven he can get the ball to AJ Green in the past. He's done it. He's had he's had big seasons. So it's there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the talent he has that. Pro Bowl, yeah. Pro Bowl season. Yeah, he
0: just—he's yeah. folded other times though. He's—he's he's obviously folded in, and in the playoffs, with no question. But his whole career has been under Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis. We, no one knows. No one knows what the guy has on the owner that he's been there that long. No one knows. But if Bill Belichick is available, I can't see the the Brown family. Who owns the Bengals? Not throwing the kitchen sink at him. Say, hey, come to Cincinnati, we got you, right? So, so there's Marvin Lewis gone. Bill Belichick put in place. He talks to the the big ginger. The the what's his name? The gin, the red rifle or whatever. Dalton. I don't know yeah. what his name is.
1: The big the big red uh, yeah. nope.
0: That's that's another one. And he gets them to play solid, right? So the schedule is more than accommodating. They have very winnable games. Maybe they get hot and they're able to win in Minnesota. Who knows, right? So they, nine and seven is doable. 10 and six is, a, is a, a far off possibility, right? That's ideal. But nine and seven is doable and I think that gets them, I think that gets an AFC team into that six seed wild card. If they win the division,
1: what are the chances the Steelers? Yeah, play? The Steelers I, have I'm to putting them more on the
0: wild card because the,
1: the Steelers. Steelers have to host the Patriots. Yeah, but they're playing a first place. They're schedule. already at seven
0: and two though, so I don't know that they're going to go two and five the
1: rest of the way or one and six. I just. Uh, who is the Steelers' backup quarterback? Because that fat bozo jerk is one, one Cheeto away from pulling a stomach muscle and being
0: Uh, it's either uh, um, Tommy Maddox or Charlie Batch.
1: Yeah, right. Well, there you go. Charlie Batch, who
0: just celebrated his fifty. Congratulations. Maybe Mike Tomlin's going to run out there since he likes being on the field when he's not supposed to be. Stripping um, players. Yes. So, so that's. I mean, that's. The well, look, well, look.
1: Do you mind if I add more ammunition to your theory? I have something in my back pocket (laughs) that your research has not... Yes, but I I have one more thing. I have one more thing to to add. I wonder if you're going to take what I have out of my hand. (laughs) Let's hear (laughs) it. And we did not
0: consult on this beforehand.
1: Okay. No, not at all.
0: Uh, This might be what you're going to say, because this is the type of thing that you would come out with, too. Because I already mentioned him, Mr. Perfect animal on the field Maniac Bill Belichick would manage that dude and channel his aggression to be maybe the most dominating linebacker on the field for the second half of the season and into the playoffs in the Super Bowl
1: Go He would do what he's done with every malcontent, turn them into a heat-seeking football Is that what you were going to say? No, not at all. But I, I buy that, and I, and I think, yeah, Belichick shows up to camp day one, pulls perfect aside, and he says, "You're ready to be a Hall Look
0: for says perfect on the Patriots in 2018.
1: Okay, I don't <laughs> think that's happening. Um, no, uh, I was actually going a much okay. different route. Again, tapping into Bill Belichick the history. So Bill Belichick's last victory on Sunday Night Football against the Broncos, a 40 burger that I enjoyed. It allowed him to tie Tom Landry for most wins as a football coach, right? Huh, that I sounds right. right. Yeah, I remember
0: seeing a graphic like that.
1: I believe that's right. I, I'm sure the it's, NFL. Uh, much yeah. So, and you know, last year I believe he had passed Curly Lambeau, and maybe three seasons prior he passed Paul Brown. Oh, sure. Yeah. So they had asked him about. You know his most recent conquest, and he didn't have much to say. But I read an article by Dan Shaughnessy, who like, I know you love, <laughs> and Dan Shaughnessy shared that Belichick shrugs it off, being associated with names like Shula and Landry, as not important. But a few years back, when he was on the precipice of surpassing Paul Brown for you know for, on the all-time coaching wins list. He wore a fedora to that Sunday's game in honor of. Portugal. Amazing. So, that right there is your historical link that brings real validity to the idea that Belichick would put away his stars and stripes and put on just orange stripes. And also, they would let him be the GM and everything. They'd let him do whatever he wanted. They would absolutely give carte blanche it it, it'd be like parcels in the patriots in the 90s they'd even give them sideline apparel rights. (laughs) everything
0: yeah i think most teams would that would be part of the incentive package to get them to come there i'm trying to think of one team maybe like maybe the cowboys wouldn't just because they're such idiots um Front office? Are you asking?
1: Are you changing the
0: question now? Who? No. 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 Uh, no. You were just saying Bill that Bell they Bell would Bell give him these rights. Now I was. Just, I'm just commenting as a little add-on that there are some teams that, in terms of giving him control over the the personnel, um, which he technically, with the Patriots, technically does not have, entirely. Like there's a person in place. He's not the. He's not the GM and coach. But. You better believe he's calling
1: shots about players on draft day. Uh, he's he's the general manager. No, he's he's he runs the show there. I think I think five percent of the time he goes to Robert Kraft's office first, and I think he goes to Kraft's office when a player, a valuable player, is involved, and the question of overpaying them or letting them go is in the air. I think he wants. Craft to be informed. I think Kraft has asked slash demanded to be informed. So that's what I think about that. I think he calls the shots. Well,
0: yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I would agree with that. I, I, I think that there's, they have like a you know, a team or there's other people that maybe have a little bit of input here and there or some of the, the coaches, maybe like a McDaniels has some input on certain guys, the scouts obviously, but but Belichick is is calling calling the shots for the for the most part. I would agree, even
1: though that's not his his so, title, is what I meant. So, no, I got Jerry right. So, what's your next question? You said you had a series of Belichick. Oh no! Well, I,
0: well, I think we should do these in different episodes.
1: We should do a weekly Bill Belichick but, yes. podcast.
0: And this is the first one. I think this is this is the theme. We do we do a Bill Belichick, putting him in these various situations like I texted you earlier today, some of those questions about...
1: I actually never received huh. those. I have you blocked for a variety of reasons. What? I blocked. Well, that's funny because you answered me on which one you wanted to do tonight. That's amazing. You guessed. I have a new number. Somebody's playing you. <laughs> well... Just to give people a,
0: a preview, in case people are listening to this. Coming up in future episodes, who is the worst QB that can replace Tom Brady for a season and still win a Super Bowl with Belichick? Welcome
1: to the <laughs> Scorpion <laughs> Monthly Podcast. This month's topic, what to feed your pet scorpion during the colder months. How do you deal with the scorpion losing a limb and yet, regrowing it. I am joined by professional scorpion dietitian Vincent Orley. Happy to be here. Who you can follow on Twitter hashtag BlackStinger. Vinny, tell us what is the best thing to make sure that your scorpion has enough calcium and protein for the colder months, please.
0: Uh, just just a little fat, fat-free milk. A pound of flesh, baby. That's it. That's. I, 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 I have a Belichick
1: question for you. I have a good Belichick. Okay, we'll do for it you. in a future episode, but preview it here. If Belichick could undo any transaction <sighs> during his tenure with the Whoa. Patriots, what transaction would he undo?
0: Early favorite. Early favorite in the clubhouse. I give it to you. Early favorite.
1: Uh huh. Um. LEAVING THE JETS! I, I am saying as a Patriot, oh. as an employee oh. of the New England Patriots. Um, not kneeling so for the you anthem. Think, you, you think he would not come to the Patriots? <laughs> no, I'm just... So, you, so basically you said if you could undo anything in your life, <laughs> Bill Belichick would say, you know... That brief press conference where I'm you know, resigning as the H.C. of the N.Y.J., I, I, I'd probably redo that and say, you know what, I should see this out. And watch Leon Hess die and Testaverde pull his ACL. <laughs> I think I'll stick around Yeah, that.
0: I think he likes the challenge. I think he knows how this story ends. And uh, he would stick around with the Jets and be like, I could have done better than Parcells.
1: I think if Belichick could undo any pa- Patriot move, Like really in retrospect I think he would Not trade Deion Branch I I think he would pony up the dollars And the Patriots Would have been That much more competitive Mm. For that three year window Because Branch was in his prime And Branch and Brady had that connection As was demonstrated Years later when he returned When Branch was all but spent And that would have made a huge difference Because Neon Deion was a special player for that, you know, five or six-year window, and I think Belichick, looking back at it, would have said, you know, I absolutely failed at filling that that like two-year gap. I wasted two years of Brady's career with subpar, you know, subpar skill set players out there. Yeah, forty-year-old yeah, Troy Brown bumping into the goalposts instead of you know NFL wide receiver blazing
0: hmm. speed. Well, for being years, serious, people, uh, I would I would say that quite possibly the Adelius Thomas signing would be the one he would take back.
1: Ooh, that's, they gave him that, that
0: tons of money and outbid all these other teams. And then that was like, it was shocking. It was shocking how bad bad the guy
1: was. You know, I used to, unfortunately I'm bringing my wife into the podcast. Now I used to tell her Ray Lewis and Ed Reed have made more millionaires (laughs) than any stock being traded on the domestic marketplace <laughs> you look at all the players that wore purple that played next to those two in that 10 12 year span and it's like edrin hartwell hartwell uh, bart scott you know you can go on and on it, there's so many players that looked okay next to them and got huge deals elsewhere completely flamed out let me ask you this though if you recall the David Tyree miracle helmet. Wait, catch. what? That bro. Eli what? Manning Eli Manning was in the grass and Adelius Thomas had his jersey and all but all but brought him to the ground. If Adelius Thomas had made that tackle and the Patriots won the Super Bowl even though Adelius Thomas would have flamed out in every single way physically, emotionally, would that contract have been worth it? Because they went 19 and 0 with him making a key play that first year of the multi. Well, okay, two
0: things, real quick. Number one, I guess I didn't realize it was alias
1: I just asked you
0: a yes or no question. I didn't realize it was him that had him in, in, in his hands. Number two, which makes it even worse, by the way, that it's him. Um, number two, no, because if the pass wasn't thrown. We wouldn't have known the ramifications of the pass being completed. And it wouldn't have seemed like that much of a, of a big deal. Knowing what we know now, that that led to the loss. And that was this, the dagger. Even though the touchdown came on the next play, it was still that path That was the, the play that, that killed him. Not knowing that and just seeing him tackle him and sack him, it would have had... It wouldn't have have been totally non um, non meaningful, but it wouldn't have had the same meaning as it does looking back on it, knowing what happened.
1: You know, Adelius Thomas was praised and marketed for being the Swiss Army knife of defensive. So he was on the interior line, the defensive land, the outside linebacker, inside linebacker. And I think one time in Baltimore, he may have, like, played safety on a prevent right. defense or whatever, right? So he comes to New England, and year one was kind of tough. They, they had a pass rush a lot because it was what he was naturally best at. And in theory, that year, that was 2007, you know, they set the record that year for most points in a season, and you know, they had like a 20-point lead for the majority of the season, so they were just pinning the ears back, blitz, 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 rushing the passer, right? And it it looked like it was an okay fit. Then the second year, you know, Brady obviously goes down within minutes of the season, and they had injuries all over the place. Uh, Adelius Thomas starts bitching and moaning, like, ah, you know, I, I didn't want to play this position, I don't want to play that position, I'm not good at this position, I'm not good at that position. You know, Hightower, Dante Hightower, is essentially the same player, except he knows his role. He's a team guy, and he does live by that motto that the Patriots have in their locker room. What's best for the team isn't always what's best for you. And it's just amazing that, you know, you look at these two players, and they have basically the same physical capabilities. One has a crappy attitude. Doesn't win a Super Bowl. You know, obviously makes millions of dollars, but looks like a, looks kind of like a fool at the end of it. all. He looks like a, a bad, stereotypical, selfish me 1st athlete. And then you have another one, Dante Hightower, who has made a handful of very memorable plays. Has two rings and probably has the same, if not more, money coming his way than Adelius Thomas does. Uh, and he has embraced the need to be whatever the situation is. Demands in Bill Belichick's defense, so that was a real good one. I, how about Jeff? uh
0: I have another one that could
1: be just as equally
0: as as uh, momentous as an answer.
1: The only other one oh, I, I got to do is go ahead. Is the only other one that I can think of? Maybe you know I haven't given any thought to, to this. This is just off the top of my head. But I think that. There's only been a few players that the Patriots have let go that have maintained their level. Oh boy, of play. I so think we got the incredible. same one. His track record is impressive, but there, there's one I don't think we do have the same one. But there is one player that he he let go, and it made a difference. And th- this was an important player, at borderline Hall of Famer. I, I thought if he could do it over, I think it would have approached Ty Law. Oh, I think I think the way they managed Ty Law. Out the door was bad because Ty proved that he had a couple like one or two literally one or two good seasons left in him but that that would have made a big difference those you know those following years sure so my I, I think I know who you're <laughs> say, yeah given what you just
0: said it's I, I would think that um, whoa there was the door I, I would have to thinking back on it I mean you'd have to think that Knowing what he knows now, that Adam Vinatieri would be one that they would have kept. the 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 argument would be that they would have had to pay him as a kicker too much, I guess, at some point. But I mean, Guskowski isn't. Guskowski's making money.
1: He's he's getting. Oh yeah, Guskowski makes makes money. money. Hey, Belichick and the Patriots are the only team in the league that hand out million dollar contracts to special teamers. Multi-year million-dollar contest. Yes. Brandon Bolden, Matthew oh, yeah. Slater. Rex, Rex Burkhead is a special teams guy who plays running back. I'm sure you saw him block the punt or field goal in Denver. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. That That is a killer. And, you know, you're always playing with fire when you flip that position. I mean, how, how many times do you see a team get killed by their kicker because it's a new unproven guy who just melts on primetime TV in a clutch situation? Well, and we so, saw whew. we saw
0: Guskowski. I mean, even in in a playoff game or two, he's had some iffy iffy moments.
1: He's not perfect,
0: right? But that's what I'm saying is I think. Uh, and then to have Vinatieri go, leave, and then essentially, it, w- it wasn't the following year, but within like a couple of years, win a title with the Colts,
1: right? It was. 2005 the, the first year you left right and what was the Colts t- remember, year 2008 no 2000 no, I'm sorry, it was 2006 yeah yeah, because Pats went at, oh you know, oh one, one missed the playoffs oh two 2 with a 9-7 and record, tied three ways. with the Did
0: Kings he leave Elfers. and then the following year win the Super Bowl? 3
1: the they won, Oh four, 4 the Pats win, Oh five, 5 they lose in Denver on the road, and that's their first playoff loss of the Brady-Belichick era. They had gone 10-1. and Then 6 is when they move on from Branch. They have Rashe Caldwell as their primary wide receiver. And that is Vinatieri's uh, first year as a Colt, and they lose the AFC Championship game in Indianapolis, despite leading twenty-four to six, I believe. Right. Well, whatever. And then Vinatieri an and Manning league. go on to be the Bears yeah. in the rain yep. in Miami for his fourth Super Bowl ring. Right. Vinatieri. Yeah. And
0: then, and he's still, and he's still kicking to this day.
1: It's incredible. He is the NFL's cockroach.
0: <laughs> Certain Hall of Famer. The guys. The guys made. Uh, he hasn't. He hasn't missed a beat. I mean, maybe I'm Adam
1: kidding. Vinatieri needs to come out with like the the AV four method, <laughs> and it's avocados and cigars, and it's a whiskey based diet. It's the exact opposite. Just that, think that about, would be more fun. Yeah, think yeah, about it. It'd be like. Thank you for tuning in to the AV4 diet. This is a diet that's meant to strengthen your leg and compromise every other part of your body. It's a heavily whiskey reliant diet. Think about this:
0: that the, the uh, on the in the Broncos game the other night, they showed the pregame and they showed uh, Bledsoe on the sideline. Yeah. In Denver, right? They were taking a picture with him and
1: Kraft and. I've actually, Vin, I'm very familiar with Drew Bledsoe's schedule. I've actually tweeted back and forth with him a few times, so believe me, I, I mean, Drew and I are very tight. Well, just... Vinny, is everything okay? Yeah. I hear noise. Yeah, are being attacked by a wave sure. of scorpions? No, it's, it's, think about that. It's the,
0: uh, Bledsoe and Vinatieri were drafted in the same year. That's insane. Ninety-six? Ninety-six?
1: FB6, Yeah, Vinatieri was like the fourth-round pick. And and you know, there was a part of me a couple of years ago where I was like, these these stupid Indianapolis Colts, they they are not moving on from this guy. They're just gonna let him hang out. You know, he's an old piece of furniture, <laughs> sentimental value. Can't give it up. Can't put it on Craigslist. But when I do make the mistake of accidentally watching Colts football. The guy's leg still works. He's banging him forty-five yards. Yeah. I mean he's he is legit. Yeah. Like he's still got. He's it. as good as any. It's any not other... a
0: sentimental roster. No, spot. it's not. He's. It's just he's he's toiling away on a
1: horrible, horrible team. They're horrible, but they're not nearly as bad as they would have been if they did not get Jacoby Brissett. Brissett has made them competitive. Yes. And. and... They've
0: been they've been in just about every game this year. However, he's he's under concussion protocol, so he will not last the season because their offensive line, thanks to their their GM now gone, Ryan Grigson, chose to uh, he's horrible. focus on uh, allegedly deflated balls rather than putting a solid team together for several years.
1: Yeah, and you know I I, I don't know why, but I've seen way too many Colts football games this year and Brissett, he's doing all the things that a young quarterback does he holds on to it too long he doesn't know when the play is dead he rolls out of the pocket and just runs right into trouble and he has a really bad offensive line so it doesn't surprise me that his body is exploding now because he has been crushed like he has taken hits that are are brag are like wow he took that god up he's a tough mofo there's no doubt about it but he's he's obviously hit his limit
0: agreed and i think we've hit our limit as well for this show
1: thank you for tuning in to scorpion's monthly please tune in next month where we talk about mating patterns and how you can manipulate your scorpions to procure the best scorpion breeding Thank you to Vinny Orlick, our scorpion dietitian, for joining us. I appreciate your help. And next week, we will do the scorpion mailbag. So send your questions. And,
0: and your questions about cicadas. For Mike. Since he's in yes. Maryland, that's
1: what yes, it yeah. is. Anyway. That's right.
0: All right, Mike. Well, until, uh, until next time when we talk more about crazy situations, we can put Bill Belichick in.
1: Great. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Always. Bye-bye.